This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Michael, we have a great question today, and we've already touched on it before in episode 331. If God destroyed the whole earth in the flood, then how do the Nephilim show up again in Numbers 13? And I think what they're referring to is Genesis 6, when we first see the word Nephilim, and then coming back into the Numbers 13 passage. Yep. So I did a a sermon recently on Genesis 6, I think 1 through 13. Mm -hmm. Um, It was done sometime in the month of either early May or late April. And then also episode 331 in the Q&A podcast. The question was, who are the Nephilim and do they steal souls? Which is (laughs) like such a loaded question. Yes. I'm going to put all my cards on the table. The Nephilim is this group of people mentioned twice in Scripture that have been blown out of proportion. Yeah, the word only appears twice in the Old Testament. So let's just kind of give like a brief overview, and then then I'll address the issue. So there's a couple of views on the Nephilim, and I'll just, again, we're going to kind of fast forward through this. So one view is that they are demons who have had sex with women and the hybrid has been this like hybrid half genetic demonic human like breed of men who were enormously tall and violent and uh, basically created a lot of havoc Mm -hmm. in the world so that's like option number one option number two is that they're just large men who are fierce warriors who created a lot of havoc um, on the earth there are a lot of misunderstandings that come from this and a lot of them come because the book of enoch which is not in the bible (laughs) and was rejected by jewish scholars and christian scholars but the book of Enoch mentions the, the Nephilim and gives a more demonic flavor to them, if you will. The book of Jude, which is in the Bible, references the book of Enoch. Um, and so some people have said because Jude references it, then everything in the book of Enoch must be true, which is and, not and, at all. And we know that's not true because yeah. Paul referenced secular writers all of the his time. day. Yeah. You can find commonality with people as, as a point of starting a discussion, which yes. is, again, a, a New Testament tactic, which is fine. So what people have done, though, is they've created this whole conspiracy theory out of the Nephilim because of some extra biblical mm-hmm. book, and they have imposed it back onto the text. So Genesis 6, 1 through probably 5, is the first mention of them. But what's happening is it says the sons of God who are uh, are having a relationship with the daughters of men. And some people said, oh, the sons of God must be angels and the Nephilim. And they're putting this back in the text. And it's not what's happening in the text. All the text does is it it gives us a historical reference point in Genesis 6-4 describing how evil the mm-hmm. world was. Mm-hmm. And here's what it says. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days yeah. and afterward. When, another historical reference, when the sons of God had come into the daughters of men, basically when the line of Seth who is supposed to be God's line, mated with the line of Cain, who was evil. Even the Christians, if you will, I know they didn't have Christians back then, but the, the people of God, <laughs> the people who were of God, set apart, the people who followed God. they were even corrupt. You know, yes. that was the point. And then it says about the Nephilim. They were the mighty men who were of old, the men of renown. It doesn't say they were demons. It doesn't say they were hybrid. They're just mighty men. And it really doesn't even refer to them as giants right there. No, it doesn't. They're just mighty and strong. The giant categories come from Enoch and from conspiracy ideas. Yes. And, and a little bit from Numbers 13, which we'll see in a minute here. So, But the idea here is that the Nephilim were a group of warriors who, in Genesis 6, before the flood, created violent havoc all over the world, destroyed people, killed people, took over, basically killed for, for joy. They were evil. Right. That's what God wanted you to know. The world was so evil that even the Nephilim were on the earth in those days. But the Nephilim 
were also on the Earth afterwards. So like mm-hmm. the the Nephilim were more of a called it like a team name rather than like a genetic disposition, right? Yeah, you and I I think are on the same page, and I know that um, as you shared this message that you gave the uh, the interpretation that mm-hmm. they were fallen angels, and and again the Hebrew word is closely associated with the Hebrew mm-hmm. word of fallen, a son of yeah, yeah, yeah. which yeah. is the fallen ones, but. Just because— Also means to raid. Yeah, it, yes. To make people fall. Yeah. And it's, it's like, well, wait a minute. There, you, you can't grab on one way in which to understand this word and immediately get to their fallen angels. Yep. Now, at one point in my early years in ministry, that is the position that I held. I held that these were fallen angels. But as I looked more deeply at the context and what was saying— I really see that the Nephilim is a category of people rather than a specific person or persons. Yep. So it would be like the warriors. Yeah, or the raiders. The raiders. It's technically probably the most accurate. Yeah, yeah, which is a kind of people rather than a specific group of people. Yep. The size issue for the Nephilim come from Numbers 13. But yes. I tell you, if you don't understand and pay close attention to what you read— you can start to import ideas to the text. So here, yes. here's what happens. Uh, Caleb and Joshua go to the promised land. They spy it out. They come back and say, we can take it. But then the 10 faithless spies yeah, were like, like, no way, we can't do it. We're going to get killed. It's never going to work, right? And everything that the faithless spies said, um, we have to understand that God rejected. Like yes. he's not in favor. So the faithless spies, here's what they say. They say, we are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we are. So, verse 32 of Numbers 13 says, They brought to the people of Israel a bad report of the land that they had spied out, saying, quote, The land through which we have gone out, gone to spy it out is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people that we saw are of great height. And there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak who come from the Nephilim. And we seemed to ourselves like grasshoppers, and so we seemed to them." What they're doing here is they're scaring the people. Yeah. And they're coming out of this with faithlessness. Mm -hmm. The text actually gives you no reference to whether or not a group of people called the Nephilim were actually in the land. Now, were there strong warriors in the land? Absolutely. Like, I mean, you have people like uh, Goliath, right? They're obviously these large men. Mm Mm-hmm. But the Nephilim were a group of people who they who in the folklore of Israel became these like giants, if you will, and they were fierce warriors. Yes. And nobody could stop them, and and that's fine. But the idea that they're demonic offspring is like yeah, I think that's a stretch. <laughs> I a think that that stretch. is a, a large stretch. Yeah. A couple of people have said to me, "Well, where where does it say in the Bible that demons can't impregnate women?" Let me give everybody a little debating tip. It's this principle called the burden of proof, okay? <laughs> yes. And we've had this conversation before. Yes. And sometimes people they'll be like, "Well, where does it say you can't?" And I'm like, "Well, where does it say so you're you... not a demon, right?" Like, yeah. I mean, the burden of proof is on the person who has the crazier idea, yes. not the on one the one person... that's making the wild accusation. Correct. Show me that it can't happen. Right. And I always say, "Well, show me that it can't." Right. You know, and and how is it that angels everywhere in the both Old and New Testament, are sexless beings. They're neither male nor female. Yep. Yeah, the idea that a demon can become a human, have genetically demonic sperm that is compatible with female eggs, that they could create a hybrid, demonically filled, half-demon, half-human 
person called an it's it's actually insane. Such a stretch. And then there are some New Testament passages that talk about um, God putting angels who rebelled in chains. Here's my challenge: never once does it connect them to this. Yeah, just because it makes that statement doesn't connect it to this story. Correct. So the question is. If God destroyed the whole earth in the flood, then how do the Nephilim show up again in verse 13? The answer is actually simple. The Nephilim is more like a team than a genetically demonic group of people, number one. Number two, they're coming up as a means to scare the Israelites so that they don't go into the promised land. And and I would even carry it on even farther and say, well, the Nephilim will also show up in 1 Samuel with Goliath and Mm -hmm. his brothers. Do they call them the Nephilim? But they don't call them the Nephilim. They call them giant, mighty warriors. Yep who I would say it's a kind of people would be like, it's all the carpenters or yep. all the— The mighty men of David. Yeah, the mighty would men be of the, David. Would actually be the positive side of yeah. this, where the Nephilim would be the negative, negative side. side. Yeah, like it's not good to be a Nephilim. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no. like you're basically saying you're an evil person who's really strong and kills people. So, I think, that, I think this is hilarious. I, I, I love God's sense of humor because, you know, th- as we went to the Numbers 13 passage where, you know, the, the 10 unfaithful— uh, spies say, you know, we're grasshoppers. They're so big and everything. And then the very first place that God takes them is Jericho mm. with the mighty, massive walls mm. to show the people of Israel, look, we're not talking about people here. We're talking yeah. about walls that are massive. Yep. And watch how easily I take these down. Not cool. If you would just trust me, yep. it doesn't matter the size. Hmm. You know, I want to be on that God's team. That's right. That's right. So let's go a completely different direction for our next one. We're going to literally pendulum swing. And here's the question. Are we to be gentle, gracious, and loving to non-believers? Now, I I think I know why this question is being asked. It's a great question. And I'm excited to jump into this. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.